Welcome back, everybody. It is the next episode of the Fearless Business Podcast. I am your host, Robin Waite, the Fearless Business Coach and founder of the Fearless Business Accelerator, which is a coaching program designed for coaches, consultants, and freelancers. Anyway, I'm not here today to talk about that. I'm here today to talk about numbers. You're listening to the Fearless Business Podcast. You're in the best place to learn about how to grow a business, get more clients, and make more money without fears and limitations, all while having fun in the process. Robin Waite is the founder of Fearless Business, a business accelerator helping coaches, consultants, and freelancers double their income and more. Now here's your host, Robin Waite. It is absolutely remarkable how few business owners um, know their numbers uh, within their business. And I'm not just talking about the accounting practices within your business. I'm also talking about your sales figures, your conversion rates, um, how much you sell your products for, how much every lead is worth to your business, and all of the good stuff. So I'm going to try and break it down today so that by the end of this podcast episode, you hopefully will know your numbers just that little bit better so that you can take control of your business and hopefully make it a bit more profitable, a little bit easier, and so that you can run just that little bit faster. Now, I'm I'm actually going to start things off, though, with... um, the finances, um, because this is something which I think a lot of people get, uh, or one of the greatest objections I hear is, um, I'm not very good with numbers, or I'm not interested in accounts, I'd, I, you know, I'd rather an accountant did it and all that good stuff. And unfortunately, what happens is when you um, delegate a task without taking any kind of interest in it yourself, what happens is that you delegate responsibility, you end up not delegating responsibly. I believe that every aspect of your business, you should have at least some interest in understanding it or some level of understanding within it so that you can actually delegate responsibly and hand it over to somebody else. So take your accounts, for example, something very simple. Well, uh, I hope that no business is uh, using spreadsheets and things like that nowadays. I hope that you're not storing up your receipts and then handing them them over in a box to your accountant at the end of every financial year. Because what that shows me is that you don't really care about the finances within your business. I believe that every business should be using a um, an online tool such as QuickBooks or Xero is my personal favorite, or FreshBooks or something along those lines. A tool which allows you to track all of your ingoings, um, all of your outgoings and expenses. And so that at any point, you should be able to log into that system, Zero and get a snapshot of the financial position of your business. So think about it this way. Imagine if you could log into your, uh, log into zero and know exactly how much money you owe to the tax man, exactly the figure that needs to be paid to um, the VAT man at the end of the quarter. Um, You know, how much money's got to be allocated for things like staff salaries each and every month. And when the money comes in, all of those allocations should be made so that you can uh, profit first and pay yourself first out of the money, um, you know, whenever you um, drop any invoices out there confidently, knowing that you can afford to do it. Unfortunately, a lot of business owners wait until the end of the financial year, or even, you know, if you're VAT registered, you've got to do quarterly um, returns. And they wait to the end of the quarter or they wait to the end of the financial year and then their accountant tells them how much profit they've made or how much loss they've made and whether they've overpaid or underpaid their taxes and all of this good stuff. 
I believe that you should be able to log into your into zero or into your business bank account pretty much on a daily basis and know exactly what the cash position is. So that if you had to spend a thousand pounds, five thousand pounds, twenty thousand pounds on something, you would know with confidence whether that money is there or not. And those areas where you're able to spend money knowing that the cash is there, it means that you can confidently make decisions rather than those decisions being made from a place of fear. If you've got the monkey on your shoulder chattering away saying, oh, I can't afford this, oh, we can't afford that, we haven't got enough money for this, we haven't got enough money for that, then it it automatically puts you into this fight, flight, freeze mode. It makes you, it, it puts you back against the wall and it forces you to make decisions from a place of fear. And I don't know about you, but whenever I've had to make a decision from a place of fear, from from a scarcity mindset, I'm often left in a position whereby I'm not making the soundest of decisions. Okay, quite often I'll make the right decision just out of force of habit. However, a lot of the time those decisions ultimately end up uh, being wrong because we're making them from a place where we're scared. They're not sound decisions. So being on top of your finances and understanding exactly how much um, profit you've got coming through your business and or losses, uh, how much cash is available in the bank that hasn't already been allocated to taxes, staff, overheads, and everything else, any upcoming bills that you've got to pay. If you know exactly where you are on a daily basis, you can make really sound decisions in your business without worrying about you know coming at it from a place of fear. And obviously, you're going to get much better results that way. So that's the accounts. And um, if you're stuck with understanding exactly how Zero QuickBooks works or what a profit and loss account is and all of that good stuff, reach out to me. Just go and join. We've got the um, the Charge More group uh, on, the, on, on Facebook, which you're welcome to come and join us there. Drop me an email. Happy to give you a bit of a few pointers and some guidance. There's plenty of experts out there who can help you with your bookkeeping, with your accounts and get them bang up to date so that you're in that position of security. You know exactly where you stand financially and you, you can make sound decisions. The next set of numbers, so the first set is accounts. The second set of numbers is your lead and lag indicators. And again, it's remarkable how few business owners know exactly what their conversion rates are. And therefore, at the end of the day, like sales means money, converting prospects into clients means money. And that leads into obviously, you know, problem number one that we just talked about, you know, where does your profit and loss sit? So let me explain what I mean by this just a little bit more. I used to do a talk quite regularly around goal setting. And one of the major parts about setting a goal for your business, and let's say you wanted to earn £100,000 a year in your business, is that you can do a quick bit of math to work out how much you should be charging for each client and what level of activity you need to be producing within your business in order to enroll each new client within your business. So let's say, for example, if you wanted to earn £100,000 a year and your product or service customer lifetime value over 12 months is 5k, so £5,000, that means on average, each year you need to enroll 20 new clients. Now to make the maths easier, I'm going to round that up to two clients a month and you'll see why in a second. There were some fantastic stats which um, came out, uh, well, which were ratified by Google's white paper, which was called Zero Moments of Truth, which I believe is now a book. It's been updated a number of times. Essentially in Zero Moments of Truth, Google worked out with their gazillion bits of data how many conversations you needed to start in order to create a certain number of sales conversations, consultations further down the line. And then uh, after those consultations, how many of those would turn into actual paying clients? So these three numbers, I want them to, I want you to lock these into your head. 70, 10, 2. 
set, and, and it comes from the days old of cold calling as well. 70 calls, 10 appointments, two sales. But in the 21st century that we're in now, <laughs> uh, that means um, 20, 70 conversations need to be started in order to create 10 consultations with prospective clients so sales consultations, which will ultimately lead to two people signing up for your product or service. Now, those numbers might change. It might be that your magic formula isn't as exact as 70-10-2. Yours might be 42-5-3. It might be 89-14-12, okay? But to get an idea, a good conversion rate, in my view, is somewhere between one in five and one in three. So let's round those numbers, 20% up to 40%. If you're closing more than 40%, your prices are probably too cheap. Okay, let me say that again. If you're closing higher than 40% of your prospective clients and turning them into clients, more than 40%, your prices are probably too cheap. You can probably put your prices up. And we want to artificially decrease our conversion rate into that sweet spot of between 20 and 40%, okay? The reason for that is because it means you're validating data. And it's something, maybe I'll save that for another podcast when we start to talk about 70, 10, 2 and conversion rates uh, specifically. But... What I want you to remember is 70 calls, 10 appointments, two sales, okay? Or 70 conversations started on social media, which leads to 10 people jumping onto a Zoom call with you, which leads to two people signing up to your product or service each and every month. Now, it was really surprising when I, uh, when I used to deliver this talk in person, I would ask the audience, how many of you know your numbers? How many of you know your 70-10-2 formula? And I remember... In one event, I was 80 people there and um, I asked this question and two people put their hand up. Two people out of 80 had the confidence to know their numbers. One said, hmm, kind of, which kind of is code for, I don't really know. I just put my hand up to look clever. The second person went eight, four, two. Okay, now it's quite different to 70, 10, two, but she was an IFA. She worked for St. James's Place, which is a big, um, a big sort of IFA franchise like networking group um, and they track everything through it's a very strong referral network hence the reason why they needed few only a handful of prospects to convert them into those two clients so she knew her numbers inside and out 842 and it was regimented she knew that provided she could speak to eight people who were serious about investing money that four of them would, she would go out and visit them in their houses so that's one a week and two of those would become long-standing st james's place clients okay um, other IFAs are available. Now, very few people know what the volume of activity is, but what they do tend to do, though, most business owners, is they get to the end of the month and they go, oh, where are all the clients? Why haven't I made as much money as I'd hoped? So all the, the whining, the moaning, and the excuses start to come out. Oh, I haven't met, I haven't, why haven't I closed as much business? Oh, Robin, you said this was going to be easy. I was like, and, and somebody once told me that they, uh, they, they made an observation about me and my business, and they said... Robin, I think I'm as good a coach as you are, but I don't understand why you were so much more successful than me, okay? Now, in my first year running my coaching practice, I did just over 50 speaking engagements. I ran 12 local networking events with 50 plus people in each one. I ran four marketing events I invested thousands of pounds into and had over 500 people attend those four events. I, I did 125 consultations with prospective clients. Didn't care whether they were the perfect client or not. All I wanted to do was kick my coaching program off and get clients, okay? And in the end, I converted out of those 125 consultations. So I track all of this data through. I always have. 
um, I closed um, somewhere in the region of 40 clients in that first year, which netted me my first um, six-figure coaching year, basically. And I've done six figures every year since, okay? Rarely does a coach launch their business, their practice, and do six figures in the first year. But I worked out my numbers, did my maths, and just went for it. So she says, Robin, I think I'm as good a coach as you are, but I don't understand why you're so much more successful. And I said, cool. How many consultations did you book in the last month? And she kind of went, oh, uh, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, I said, what about the last year? Can you, remember, can you remember roughly, like, tell me how many consultations did you book in the last month, uh, in the last 12 months? And she went, oh, um, like three or four or five or something. I said, well, how many is it? Because like, there's a big difference between three and five, you know, like at 60% or something, 40%. And she went, oh, I think it was about five. Okay. And I was like, what, five in the last month? She went, no, five in the last year. So in the same period of time that I had booked 125 consultations with prospective clients, she's only booked five and she's wondering why she's not doing as well as I am. The trick to running a prosperous business, not just a coaching practice, but any prosperous business, is knowing your numbers and double down on the activity. And here's the reason why. 7010-2 is the magic formula which says that if you want to get two clients a month and run a six-figure business where you're enrolling clients for 5K a client, okay, the, the two sales are what we call a lag indicator. So all of the activity has lagged before it and you're stuck with those two sales, whether you like it or not. So if, for example, in, in a month, if you get to get one sale, you're stuck with that one sale, everything's lagged before it. Now, this is where lead indicators, knowing your numbers is super important. So if you um, get halfway through the month and your goal is 70, 10, 2, you get halfway through the month, you've done maybe like 23 conversations. Maybe you've only had three consultations with prospective clients, but you've closed one of them. Now, what those lead indicators, the 23 and the three tell me is that your, your, your lead indicators are showing you that your activity, your volume of activity is lower than what it should be at that point. And you have two choices then. You can either, one, accept it, that you're going to get to the end of the month, maybe fall short of your target, and not get those two sales. Or my personal favorite is the second option. You double down on the volume of activity because your lead indicators are telling you that you're slacking and you crack on and you book those consultations like quick smart. You reach out to five times the amount of people you've been reaching out to up on that uh, to that point in social media and your Facebook group on LinkedIn, on Twitter, on Instagram, on all the different social media platforms that you're using. Wherever your ideal client hangs out, you hang out there and you create a big noise. You you put offers out there, and I don't mean like discount, buy one get one free. I mean you actually tell people that you have this amazing free consultation available that will transform their business, transform their life whatever it is. And you, you've got some time available this week and you're, put, you're making yourself available. You only do a few of these a month. Would anybody like one? So you're actually starting to tell people and move them through your sequence. Okay. And then with any luck, 70-10-2 will play out and you'll hit your sales at the end of the month. You'll get those two clients. Okay. So first we've had the accounting problem resolved. Make sure you stay on top of your finances. The second set of numbers is looking at your lead and lag indicator 70-10-2 and making sure that's nailed on. Then we end up with the third set of numbers that you need to be tracking through, okay? And this is actually kind of, this is in my sweet spot because this is all about pricing, okay? Um, this is tracking, like every activity, we talked about 70-10-2, well, every activity within your business has a certain value placed on it. It is worth some money to your business. And I think this is going to be transformational. If you can listen to the end of this section, this is going to be transformational for you because um, essentially 
what I, you know, what I'm saying is, so let's say, for example, if every client you enroll, they spend five thousand pounds with you, okay, and in order, and your conversion rate is twenty percent, so one in five. Now, if we take that £5,000 and we divide it by one in five, so divide it by five, we end up with £1,000 per call that you sit. So for every consultation you sit, it's actually worth £1,000 to your business, okay? Now, I know this sounds slightly counterintuitive because the money's not in the bank until you've actually, you know, closed the client and they've paid their invoice and away we go with your coaching, consulting, freelancing, whatever it is, Okay. Um, so the money's not in the bank, but we know that if we're sure on our numbers, we've tracked through 7010 to in our lead indicators, we know that we've got a solid conversion rate of one in five. We just take that 5K and we pull it forward. We bring it forward, okay? So now every consultation we sit is worth a thousand pounds. And we can go another step further, okay? So if for every consultation that we're booking, we have to have, I don't know, 10 conversations with warm prospects, okay? So this could be somebody in Messenger who is interested. They've seen us speak or listen to a podcast and they go, oh, Robin, that sounds interesting. So when they reach out to us in Messenger or via email or wherever it is, when we have a meaningful conversation with a prospective client and our conv- our close rate is 10 of those to every one consultation we, we sit, we can take that thousand pounds and we can pull it forward, okay? So now... For every meaningful conversation we start on Facebook Messenger or WhatsApp or email or Instagram, wherever, now we do a thousand divided by each of those 10 conversations. So each one of those those initial um, conversations is worth a hundred pounds. Would you not have more Facebook Messenger conversations with prospective clients if you knew that each one of those was worth a hundred quid? Okay, I can pretty much guarantee the answer would be yes. In fact, you'd probably go, do you know what? If they're worth a hundred quid, today I'm going to do 20 of them because I know that's going to convert to two grand. Uh, I'm going to do 30 of them because I know that's going to convert to three grand like further down the line. Okay. I know my numbers. For every hundred books that I send out, it, it, it turns into a client. Okay. Now, there's a cost associated with that. So each book costs me about two pounds to print and, and maybe two, two pounds, two pounds 50 to, um, to post. Let's round it up to a fiver. So I have an actual cost of 500 pounds, which goes into posting those books up, excuse me, books out. So I've got 500 pounds out, but I also know that for every hundred books that go out, I'm going to close a client. So let's say that's five grand a client. We'll divide that by my hundred books that I send out. So I know that for every book I'm sending out, the income from that is 5,000 divided by hundred. So that's 50 pounds a book income. Even when I sell them on Amazon and make a fiver or a tenner on them, okay, the actual income is more like 50 quid for every one of my books, which goes out into the ether. You, you can go another step further. Um, if, if speaking is your jam, if you love going and like speaking at events, and obviously that's, there's going to be more of those as the pandemic starts to sort itself out and speak, uh, you know, um, in-person in events become f- a, a thing again. Um, you can work out that for every audience that I go and speak in front of, um, of 250 people, I typically book 10 calls and close a client. Okay. Now each one of those people in that audience is worth 20 pounds. If you think that every one of those people, imagine each one of those people is going to come up to you and give you a 20 pound note 
again, you're going to be much more inspired to give them the best possible talk you can, to hand over copies of your book or your lead magnets and all of the things you do for free to make sure you follow up as well. Like, don't forget... The money comes in through the follow-up. Like, you can't expect these people just to go through your customer journey automatically, knowing exactly how you work. So you need a mechanism to make sure that you also follow these people up. And that's how we increase the odds of us actually collecting that cash in. Okay. So as a as a little exercise for you, I, I would go through um, and backwardly calculate your customer journey and and how much each stage of your customer journey generates for your business each time one person goes through that journey with you. And you know that if you send a book out, it's worth 50 quid. If we book a call with them, that's worth a thousand pounds that, you know, and then eventually they're worth 5,000 pounds. You're probably going to be more inspired to do the work. Okay. So going back to 7010.2 that I talked about earlier on, So there you have it. That's my little rant about knowing your numbers. I've given you three different um, things that you can do in your business in order to get to grips with your numbers and to improve your business and the opportunities that you're creating for yourself. So just to recap, first up, you want to make sure that you're on top of your bookkeeping and your accounts and those numbers are tight so you know exactly on a day-to-day basis or week-to-week basis what your cash position is for your business. The second set of numbers is your lead and lag indicators, 70-10-2. And then the final set of numbers is understanding that at each point in your customer journey, what what each part of that customer journey is potentially worth to your business and use that as motivation to double down on on the efforts that are making the most money and creating the best conversions for you. There you go. Listen, if you want to know more about uh, any of the things that I've talked about on the podcast today, there's a couple of things which you can do. We've got a YouTube channel, which you can uh, go and search for me, robinwaite.com. But also um, to anybody who's listening, I'd love to offer you a free copy of my book, Take Your Shot. Uh, I'm kind of smirking here because you know why, but head on over to fearless.biz, click on the resources tab and you'll find a link on there to download a copy of the book or just go straight to fearless.biz forward slash T-Y-S for Take Your Shot. Um, and hit me up. Like if you're on, if you're on Instagram and you want to chat and jam about your business, like please just go and um, drop me a message. I'd love to know what it is that you do uh, and whether you got value from this um, this episode of the podcast. That's me, Robin Waite, the Fearless Business Coach, signing off for now. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.